This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. Did you know that Duct Tape Marketing is more than a powerful system for small business marketing? It's also a network of independent marketing consultants around the world who use the Duct Tape Marketing methodology to help small businesses grow. Check it out at ducttape.me slash 123go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance. My guest today is James Chapman. He is the founder and CEO of Plain Sight, a localized social networking platform that connects people with the type of people they're looking for both online and at physical spaces. So James, welcome to the show. Hey, John. Uh, thanks for having me. Really glad to be here with you today. Awesome. So one of the things I was wondering as I was preparing for this interview is there's a lot of networks out there, the, the traditional chambers, those kinds of things. What sort of moment prompted you to say, gosh, the world needs another social networking platform and an app and I'm going to build it? <laughs> so when I when I think about the technology side of, of networking, the first thing that pops in my mind is LinkedIn, but also understanding that LinkedIn is more of like your virtual Rolodex. It's a place where you can keep you know, up with all the people who you currently know, not necessarily good for meeting new people. And then when I think about some of the more traditional ways of, of doing business networking, like a chamber of commerce or just going to your local networking events, those experiences aren't always the best because you may go there and talk to somebody who's standing next to you at the bar for that's closest to you for however long. It's and, a food, food table for me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. It's very random. It could be awkward sometimes. You're just pretending to be on your phone a little bit, not talking <laughs> to anyone. And so that's what prompted me to, to start this platform for people to be able to grow their network virtually or in person with the type of people that they're looking to meet, making relevant connections. The connections on, on LinkedIn aren't always relevant. The connections in the chamber aren't always relevant. So how can we ha help people grow their network with, with relevant connections towards them? And that's what kind of started all of this. So the pandemic that we all went through really changed networking. If nothing else, all the personal or in-person events went shut for, yep. for a very long time. People had to switch to other ways of networking, learn new behaviors. How much of that do you think, obviously some of that plays into your hand with the virtual technology because a lot of people embrace that or at least figured out how to use it. So how much of that do you think is going to stick around? There's a lot of behaviors that I think have come out of, of the pandemic. I was at a restaurant yesterday and, and they have the QR codes on the table. You snap it to see the menu. And that kind of stuff, I think, is not going away because enough people have learned how to do it now that it makes sense for the restaurant, probably from a financial standpoint, yeah. to, to do that. So from a networking standpoint, what do you think has what do you think has changed that's going to stick that is actually going to be an enhancement that came out of this? When I think about your analogy of the restaurants, I think just scanning that QR code is just a more efficient way of doing it. Yeah. Right? I don't want to touch the nasty, sticky menus that's you know, got food all over and all that type of stuff. Anyway, I'd, I'd much rather just do the QR code regardless. But now as I compare that to virtual networking, there's some stuff that just hasn't been as efficient. I think we're burnt out on doing networking via Zoom with a hundred people in a Zoom room and there's no way that I know who all is here or how I can make a relevant connection with the people that are here if there's any potential for that. And so I'm not sure that's going to stick around. I do like some of the tools like Hopin that's mm -hmm. kind of doing this virtual and, and you know way of networking and breakout rooms for specific events because I think theirs is a little bit more tailored and they got a few more bells and whistles. 
And then obviously Slack, right? I think that even though Slack isn't the best for networking, because again, there's no curation, there's no way to make those relevant connections. People who are really active in their Slack communities and things of that nature will probably continue to try to gain knowledge and and, and share expertise and that kind of stuff in that way. But yeah, I think in person is always going to be better for network. It's nothing better than me being able to shake your hand or or give you a fist pump or or elbow bump, depending upon what we're doing with the pandemic and, and look you in the eyes and be able to have some sort of a conversation with people who are in the same space. So, so what do you, when people say, how's it, you've said, here's the drawbacks to Zoom and the LinkedIn and to even most like chamber mixer kind of events, but yeah. so what problem then, or what kind of place does plain sight, plain sight, <laughs> yeah. that's hard to say, plain sight, slide into to solve some of those problems? Exactly. So like you think about if you were hosting a happy hour, or if you were hosting a chamber mixer, all of the attendees. They would download the app and they would check in once they get there. So now you can see the virtual business cards of everybody that's in the room with you at one time. Yeah. And based off of your information that you've put into your card, you may say, I'm looking to connect with engineers or I'm looking to connect with real estate professionals, right? When someone who matches that also checks in with you, you'll be notified about it and then you can shoot them a direct message or you guys can find a place to go have a side conversation, things of that nature. But it just gives you more awareness so that you can make those relevant connections. So everything's not left up to chance, right? How do you keep in check? Like I get, like everybody today, I get all kinds of pitches on LinkedIn, people I don't know that are saying, hey, we can do this or we ought to work together. How do you keep, because I don't think those are that welcome either. Every now and then maybe one makes sense, but most of them are really not welcome. How do you combat that or filter that kind of connection? out? Exactly. And what we try to do is in our plain sight profiles, we try to allow you to know the intentions of the other person and allow that other person to see your intentions as well. So what I specifically mean by that is I'm looking to hire, Mm -hmm. I'm looking to invest, I'm looking to raise money, and I'm looking for these types of people. And so now if I can scan the room right, or work, or virtually work the room and be able to see the type of people that are in here and who has complementary skill sets and complementary things to offer with my goals and their goals and those things match up. Now I can just make a more informed decision about who I'm connecting with, right? Because if we actually go to the mixer, that means that we're all open to networking, right? We're all here for, for that reason. That's not the same as LinkedIn. With LinkedIn, again, it's housing your business cards or, or your yeah. people who you already know. And so somebody just messaging you randomly isn't, isn't as welcome as like, we're all in a networking event. And so we've all already opted into having conversations and meeting new people. Now, while you moved to visual or to virtual out of necessity somewhat, you started with and continue to have a, a, an, an in-person local presence aspect as well, don't you? Absolutely. And, and I think people ask us all the time, now, what is Plain Sight going to do? Are we going to go back to doing strictly in-person or are we going to keep a bit of a virtual aspect? And I think we're going to keep our virtual aspect and be a hybrid. I think the world is going to be a hybrid of virtual and in-person for the next 18 to 24 months. And so if we can allow people to connect on their own terms, so how we do the virtual is we'll create these little virtual spaces for people to be able to check into regardless of where they are. And they still get those notifications. They can still see the list and they can still connect. And we also send you daily leads. So if you tell us that you're looking for graphic designers 
every day we'll send you different graphic designers that's in the Plainsight community, regardless of where they are, that you should potentially connect with. And so everything that we try to do is with intention and relevancy. But you do have also physical spaces in, in absolutely. So tell us a little bit of how the, about how those work. Absolutely. So the physical spaces, uh, if you have the app on your phone and you scroll through the spaces screen, you're going to be able to see the spaces that are closest to you. And the further you scroll, the further those spaces are away from you. And it's anything of co-working spaces, coffee shops, networking events for you to be able to find those spaces, go there, check in and connect with the other people that are there. Yeah. So do you actually have, I, th- I thought this was really intriguing reading on the website. You actually have people that are going to the same coffee shop they go to every day and all of a sudden realizing, hey, this other person goes there every day too. And they would be a connection and, and you're finding ways to link those folks. You got it. So like there's so many, like how often have we gone to the same place and maybe we see a familiar face. We never spark up the conversation yeah. with them. We don't know what they do. We, we're curious about it. So I'll give you a specific example, Delta. So every Delta Sky Lounge in the country is listed on the app. So now when we go through the Delta Sky Lounge, we'll be able to check in and see. We know that there's a certain caliber of people who are in the Delta Sky Lounge and, and maybe relevant to us. And so now you just get more visibility to that. And that's exactly what we're doing. It's, it's just matchmaking based off of theme and relevancy. You, I think, started or were part of a couple of co-working spaces. Is that right? You're, I did. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I used to run a co-working space for side hustlers uh, between the hours of 6 p.m. and midnight for uh-huh. people to be able to come there and, and share ideas and work on what they're doing. And that's what gave me the initial idea for playing side is that they were always asking, like, hey, who's in the space tonight? Or mm-hmm. can you get connected to somebody that does this or that? So. In truth, I really just wanted to replace myself and people like me who are trying to be community builders and trying to, you know, curate connections between the people who who they're helping within their their virtual or their physical spaces. And so that's the mission. And now let's hear a word from our sponsor, the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. If you are a consultant or agency or coach, let me ask if any of these ring true. Do you have trouble getting in front of enough ideal Clients, are you constantly being forced to compete on price? Are you working too hard and not making enough money? I've got a free ebook for you. It's called The Seven Steps to Scale Your Practice or Agency Without Adding Overhead. You can go get it at ducttapemarketing.com slash no dash over. That's ducttapemarketing.com slash no dash over. Go get it today. So Let's just talk about networking in general. What have you seen have been some good practices? Obviously, people network because they want to make connections, because they want to sell something, maybe because they want to get referrals. So people go into networking, really, as you you talked about it, with intentions. But obviously, there's a right way and a wrong way to build those relationships, to build enough trust that some of those things actually happen. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. What, what have you seen in practice, either in the app or in, in your physical spaces that, you know, or or how people should think about approaching networking in general. Just asking good questions. People love to talk about themselves and their business and that's great. But when you can really ask good questions about what someone else has going on and then like really listen and get some good insight and then offer them help, that to me is networking because Mm -hmm. it'll come back around. And if you are seen as someone who's a resource, as someone who can be helpful, then that's when people are going to start to gravitate towards you and want to support you and what you're doing or want to do business with you, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to provide value first. And I think oftentimes 
people lead or and they're too pushy with trying to just jam their product or their service down your throat when mm-hmm. you you never asked for it to begin with. But if you lead with, hey, what are you working on or, or what are you excited about or what's your current passion? And and then say, I would love to help you with that. What ways you know, do you need help or, or advice or whatever the case may be? Then you get more of a natural, organic conversation starting to flow and relationships starting to be built. So that's what I would say is like trust in the ability to build community with people and, and, and give as opposed to being so eager to tell people about or show people your, your product or service. So what's the, do you mind talking a little bit about the business model for Plain Sight? Yeah. What's, you know, I know you've taken some seed investing to get it going and, yeah. and uh, build it out a little bit. What's the long-term plan and business model for, for you? Totally. So when spaces are listed on our platform, those event organizers, those co-working space managers, those group organizers, they decide to list their space on our platform. We charge them for a monthly listing on, on the app. So it's free for the individuals to join. They can join any spaces or groups that they see. Whoever decides to list, they, they pay for us to be listed on the app. And then long-term vision, I, I could see Plainsight being almost a Spotify of networking where we are always knowing the right place for you to be able to go to connect with the type of people that you're looking to connect with. And Spotify always just gets that song. We always want to be able to get it with uh, the relevant connections that we suggest to you. So we think about it in, in that way. And if we can get really smart around helping people make as many relevant connections to them as we possibly can uh, and building true community with one another, I think we'll be okay. I listen to a lot of very diverse music, and so I get some pretty funky uh, release radars sometimes. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we go. Yeah, Pandora is great, but it just doesn't you yeah. know, curate the same way that Spotify does. So you uh, have kind of sunk your, your hopes and dreams into Detroit. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, I love Detroit. I've been living in Detroit for the past five years. I, I moved there from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Obviously, a lot has changed with, with the pandemic. I've been bouncing around a little bit ever since then. But but there's no better place, especially in the summertime, than, than Detroit in my book. Now, now, at one point, Detroit was probably in some ways seen as the failure of the American dream. And as a big city, urban city, it was really on the brink of, of bankruptcy and becoming th- this real kind of black mark in some ways. So, so what's this, what would you say is, I know a lot of people put a lot of energy there. A lot of things have changed. You even watch the ball games now on television. You see the skyline has changed yeah. dramatically. What's the What's the entrepreneurial vibe right there? Right? Detroiters are tough. And so it's always been an entrepreneurial city, a city of innovation when it was in its high moments. Uh, a lot of people were, were gravitating towards the city because it was leading the country in a number of different industries. And so for, for its current state, that hasn't changed, that the city was built on that. And so I, I think for it to get back to being one of the greatest American cities and respected as that, but widely, I think it's going to continue to take those entrepreneurs and those innovators to be bullish on Detroit and to always be thinking about how Detroit can be better than it currently is every single day. And it'll get there because there's a lot of people who are invested in that city. There's a lot of people who want to see the city be as best as it possibly can be. And I think it's headed in the right direction. I read a line that uh, somebody attributed to in an inter- in a previous interview that you did that I'd love it if you could we could wrap up today with you maybe expanding on this. Yeah. Chapman's ultimate goal is to not only shift the way entrepreneurs see networking with plain sight, but the way they see each other. Yeah. Growing up as 
a black man in business. Whenever I would go to those networking events to try to connect with people, I can't say that I've always seen my human capital as valued and that can do things to your confidence. And it's not that I had any less capabilities of than the next person or more, whatever the case may be. I think part of it is unconscious bias, right? We're used to connecting with people that look a certain way, that do a certain thing. And so we just fall into that. And anybody who looks outside of that is a, is a red flag before, before it's a go. And I really want to break down a lot of those barriers to unconscious bias. I used to work in workforce development. And so I can recall not calling back certain candidates if they had a name that they couldn't pronounce or things of that nature. And we really want to level the playing field and allow everybody to realize that your human capital is value. 85% of open positions are filled through networking. And we've got to do something about this. And I think once you have more confidence in yourself and, and what you bring to the table, that's going to reflect in how your network grows and what opportunities you start to uh, align yourself with. So if I'm listening to this show today, how would, and I was an individual that wanted to find out how to get on Plainsight, or if I had a physical space, uh, where would you direct me? Absolutely. Just go to Plainsight, P-L-A-I-N-S-I-G-H-T dot app. Uh, you'll be able to see all of the information there about how to list the space on our platform, as well as how to download the app itself. We just released our, our happy hour and brunch series that we're doing across the country. So we've got these themed brunches and happy hours like startup fundraising and cryptocurrency and making a living as a creative brunches and happy hours. And so if you're in one of those major cities, we're doing it in 10 major cities, you'll also be able to sign up and attend one of our brunches or happy hours from our website as well. Awesome. James, thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And uh, hopefully uh, we get back out there on the road again. Uh, we can uh, meet up in person in one of your spaces. I would love to, man. Thanks again, John, for, for inviting me. Happy to come back anytime. All right, that wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training, marketing training for your team? If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.